The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. And then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one there but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Just before this experience of the transfiguration, Jesus had come to a full discernment that as the Messiah, he was to go to his own suffering and death and resurrection. He had just concluded this. And just before the transfiguration, Jesus had begun for the first time to talk to his disciples about this, to tell Peter and the others that the Son of Man must suffer and die. And Peter said, I will not listen. I will not listen. It can't be so. Peter and Jesus, just before this, had the worst argument of their whole friendship, where Jesus says to Peter, he calls him Satan, and he says, you're a roadblock to me. You're a stumbling block to me. This happened just before this. And so what does God the Father say to Peter? Listen to him. This is my son. This is my beloved son in whom I well please. Peter, listen to him. And after this moment of the transfiguration, they head straight for Jerusalem, where they all know what's going to happen. And Peter, at least to some extent, has been able to make his peace with it. He, he's gotten the assurance that he needs from that cloud in order to to do what he needs to do, to be the companion of Jesus, to, to listen to Jesus again, even when he speaks of this terrible, horrible thing of having to go to his suffering and death. But Peter did not have that assurance until the cloud came down. It wasn't Moses and Elijah. It wasn't the bright light. It was the cloud that finally gave Peter this assurance that he could finally hear God the Father say, you need to listen to this man, Jesus, because he's my son and I'm pleased in, in him. It was the cloud. I've always been 
sort of bemused or confused by this bright cloud. What does that mean, a bright cloud? Sometimes it's called a luminous cloud. What does that mean? When we talk about cloud, if it's a cloudy day, it's precisely not luminous. A cloudy day is a dark day, a day that hides the sun. And if the cloud actually descends down upon us, we call it fog. And it's precisely not illuminating. It's, it's the exact opposite of being luminous. But for the Israelites, this, this image, the, the luminous crowd, cloud is how God manifested God's self to the people of Israel. It's when God wanted to be present to the people of Israel very often in the Old Testament. It was through this bright cloud, this luminous cloud. Moses, when he received the the Ten Commandments, he was in this luminous cloud. And, And when they first built the temple in David's time, and they first walked into the temple, this cloud came inside the interior of the temple. It scared them so much they ran out the temple. And so this luminous cloud is how God manifests himself to the people. It's one of the very few Old Testament metaphors that has not transferred itself into Christianity. But I wish it would have. Because when I think about God giving me assurances, particularly at a dark moment, as he did for Peter, it's often, if you will, in a luminous cloud. By that I mean it's a cloud because it's not perfectly clear. It's not this crystal clear vision. And there's not a miracle that I can show you that's empirically sound such that there's incontrovertible proof. It doesn't come that way. In my prayer, it's much more vague. And I maybe don't even see Jesus' face, not even in my imagination. In that way, it's a cloud. But it's a luminous cloud because like St. Peter, I step away from my prayer feeling assured that Jesus is the Son of God the Father and that I'm to follow him, I'm to listen to him. And there's an assurance and a peace that comes over me because of this luminous cloud. When you go through a dark period in your life, perhaps you can climb your own lonely mountain, go up to God and go to God the Father and give up, hand over your confusion, hand over your, your, your dark thoughts to God the Father. And you too might have this experience of a luminous cloud, a cloud vague, not perfectly clear, not crystal clear like the image of a human being who walks in the room, so vague like a cloud and yet also luminous, knowing, walking away with that assurance that Jesus is the Son of God and that we are to listen to him.